0: Well, let's stay in Saskatchewan for this half hour and that ongoing manhunt there. The search for Miles Sanderson, 32-year-old Miles Sanderson, continues tonight. He's one of the suspects in a series of stabbings accused of killing uh, 10 people or believed to have killed 10 people alongside his brother Damien uh, on the James Smith Crenation in the town of Weldon over the weekend. Uh, Damien was found dead yesterday uh, in the James Smith Crenation community, uh, but Miles is still being sought tonight. Uh, RCMP commanding officer Rhonda Blackmore today in Saskatchewan says people need to report anything that looks out of the ordinary. We still believe that Miles Sanderson is a danger. He has demonstrated that he has uh, no regard for human life and is willing to take human life. And so we want people to be alert and aware of that. Blackmore says they do not know where he is right now. Uh, Police are following up on all leads, obviously. Regina's police chief, don't forget, there was a sighting where they believed he was in Regina over the weekend. The police chief there, Evan Bray, says at this point,
1: they don't know where he is either. Early on Sunday, we had information that proved to be reliable that Miles Sanderson was in our community. And as a result, the Regina Police Service was assisting the RCMP in trying to locate him. Today, we've received information that is leading us to believe he may no longer be in this community.
0: That is Regina's police chief there, Evan Bray. Well, earlier today, police believed Sanderson had been spotted back on the James Smith Cree First Nation, but it turned out he wasn't there. There was a hold in place, put. people were asked to go into lockdown, uh, but it turned out he wasn't there. Now, police have said little about Miles Sanderson, except that he has a significant criminal record. Um, His parole records recount almost two decades of crime as well as drug An alcohol abuse, his most recent convictions were for assault, assault with a weapon, assaulting a police officer, uttering threats, mischief and robbery. But a parole board of Canada decision dated February 1st of this year found that Sanderson would, quote, not present an undue risk, close quote, and that freeing him would, quote, contribute to the protection of society by facilitating his reintegration. Late today, the public safety minister, Marco Mendocino, announced that there will be an investigation into that decision to grant Sanderson parole back in February. Prime Minister Trudeau meanwhile was in Vancouver today. He says it's not the time to be examining the police reaction to the stabbing. Uh, He says his government will be offering support. The events that have happened over the past couple of days are horrific. People are traumatized. People are hurting. People are injured. People are devastated. Being there with whatever supports are needed right now in this moment of crisis is our focus course, uh, there are going to be many, many conversations about next steps and how we move forward. And yes, the federal government will be there for that. Well, joining me now with more, this is Jim Van Allen. He is a threat and risk assessment consultant with Investigative Solutions Network in Ontario and the former manager of the criminal profiling unit of the Ontario Provincial Police. He speaks to us tonight, though, from British Columbia. Thanks for your time.
1: Thanks for inviting me, Ben.
0: I guess just, yeah, never, we've really never seen anything Quite like this, at least not in recent memory.
1: Uh, possibly not with a knife crime, but uh, it's not unprecedented losses of life, and mm-hmm. it probably is the crime of the decade for Canada at the present. Anyways,
0: yeah. What? What? I mean, you've done a lot of criminal profiling over the years. What leads to that sort of? incredible escalation of behavior because we know he had a violent past uh again these are allegations but we know that the suspect has had a you know a history of violence but nothing like this
1: uh that's that's a very important question i always ask myself why did this happen and why did it happen now uh this is an individual who has a lengthy uh record of uh, violence uh early onset uh, Uh, risk factors from a childhood, which which are all very significant. And um, uh, he's decided to, for some reason, act on this impulse now and has committed a crime that has uh, uh, cost 10 lives and 19 uh, serious injuries. And um, uh, it's, it's obviously uh, some type of conflict in his mind. There's a lot of anger In my experience, when this level of violence comes to people's homes, it's a uh, revenge-type motive and uh, possibly connected to his previous record or some other conflict he perceives.
0: Yeah, because that was one of the big questions here. This was carried out in his community, in a small community. He would have had to know, no doubt would have had to be familiar with many of those first victims. Um, that does as you mentioned that does that is this you know a stabbing attack in your community may a lot of elderly people as well like this was strikes me as being a very and i 'm not obviously not an expert in this, but strikes me as being a very personal kind of crime
1: well, I think very personal and the the anger and revenge is is the most personal type of aspect of a a crime like this and we 've got target- apparently from what the media re- has released targeted victims and then random victims. So it's obvious he has gone after a particular individual. And then there's probably people that were there, uh, uh, pr- perhaps tried to intervene in this crime. And uh, they were subjected to his violence as well.
0: In your experience, is it odd for these sorts of crimes to be carried out by two people,
1: as we suspect uh, was the case here? Uh, not necessarily. I mean, we've seen this uh, just a couple of years ago in the uh, two young males from BC right. that mm-hmm. committed a lot of murders and uh, uh, went across on a crime spree, crime spree rather, and uh, were found in, I believe, Manitoba. Um, mm-hmm. It's not unprecedented. Um, you know, they were they were brothers that could have been acting in concert with each other. We don't know the circumstances. I'm sure the RCMP know a lot more information now, based on uh, interviews of surviving victims and/or other witnesses that were there at the time.
0: Um, The fact that he's still out there—I mean—and you you mentioned the 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 manhunt that took place for those two uh, men from Port Alberni who made it all the way to uh, to northern Manitoba. This is a difficult challenge for police, is it not, to try and find someone on that terrain
1: that's a huge challenge it's a it's a ex, extensive area uh there's challenges in resources uh right now there's challenges in uh, verifiable information uh of the suspects uh, whereabouts um, it, it's the police now having to wait for this individual to make a mistake or to commit a crime that is going to facilitate his ongoing escape from being uh, apprehended. Uh, They're going to have to wait for this guy to steal a car, uh, do a break-and-enter, try and access a firearm, uh, home invasion, carjacking, robbery, something of that nature, and then they're going to have to act quickly and attempt to verify if it's Sanderson or not.
0: Jim, that sounds pretty, pretty, pretty dire. I mean, this man's obviously dangerous. We think he might be injured, but you obviously are pretty sure that he at this point uh, will be acting as if someone with very little to lose.
1: Oh, this is as bad as it ever gets. He, he has nothing to lose. Uh, The stakes are very, very high. He's uh, allegedly killed 10 people and attempted to kill others and injured others. Um, He didn't, enjoy his previous federal incarceration, He absconded on his uh, parole conditions. Uh, He's been unlawfully at large since May of 2022. He doesn't want to go back in, and he will resist apprehension probably at any cost.
0: So that obviously is a huge, I mean, again, it's a huge challenge for police and trying to get people to to stay alert as well. I mean, I imagine everyone is, but uh, it's a big place. He could be just about anywhere right now
1: with uh, the time that's elapsed, if he has a vehicle, he could be in b c he could be in Ontario, possibly quebec uh, it's It's all open right now, and they're going police across the country are going to have to look for um, uh, incidents occurrences that might signify that uh, uh, Sanderson is involved and in attempting to uh, escape uh, apprehension by the RCMP. Police are really going to have to come together and work as a team on this one, which they, they regularly do. And uh, I, I, I think it's a well-coordinated investigation by the RCMP and they're going to reach out and um, uh, liaise with the public and liaise with their uh, law enforcement partners and try and get on this as quick as they can. It always feels
0: like, and I know because there's there's always an appetite to know more. It always feels like in these situations that that you know the police force in charge, in this case the RCMP, much as it was with the case of the two men from Port Alberni, there were accusations that not enough information was getting out fast enough about who these people were, why it happened. Uh, is that a fair comment here? Do you think
1: um, the police are required to uh, protect the information they have and to protect the integrity of their investigation? Uh, there's probably a nugget or two of information they could release, uh, but uh, that's not driven on public curiosity. It's not driven on media curiosity or uh, trying to uh, uh, broadcast all available information. Uh, it, it's, a, it's really a sensitive uh, balancing act of police uh, responsibility and uh, attempting to educate the public to uh, respond appropriately and help the police uh, bring this crime spree to an end.
0: Have you noticed anything? I don't know how much you were listening to the police today, but have you noticed anything in the way they're talking about this that they believe that he's that he's injured somewhere, that he's not actually on the move? Uh, I, I don't. That's just speculation, but I got that sense listening to them today.
1: It, it's totally speculative right now. Uh, right now, I don't think anybody knows. Uh, we've got um, apparently uh, verified sightings in Regina, which are now being walked back from. Uh, they're not sure he is still in Regina, if he was ever there. They've, they've had a recent sighting in uh, uh, James Smith Cree Nation which was investigated and not found or, or not substantiated. So right now there is no substantiated information of where he is and the police have to be and the public have to be vigilant for anything that might signal the presence of Sanderson uh and report that via nine one one so the police can attempt to respond as quickly as they can and at least Uh, start the trail of the search anew and uh, hopefully uh, locate and apprehend him.
0: Jim, one of the things that that obviously we're learning more about his background here, I think we learned quite a bit about about it early, uh, but about some of uh, his criminal background, and I know you're not with the National Parole Board, but people are going to be asking a lot of questions as to why it was found that he would be Uh, Would not present quote not present an undue risk and would quote contribute to the protection of society uh, by facilitating his reintegration if he was out early and it's just one of those decisions that's again going to have a lot of people talking about why he was on the streets in the first place.
1: Yeah, that's that's a difficult question, Ben. Um, uh, Clearly, this individual had come to what's called the statutory release portion of his sentence, and after serving two-thirds of his sentence, uh, he's eligible for release, and they made the decision to release him. Um, Frankly, if I was doing a risk assessment on these circumstances, I think that they're consistent with um, this individual being at risk to commit a, a serious and imminent offense that's likely to cause serious injury or death. Uh, He has a a remarkable history of long-term risk factors going back to his childhood being a uh, a, a victim of uh, childhood neglect and violence. Uh, And and that's very significant to an individual. Um, uh, Very early onset, we've got 20 years of 59 convictions, uh, some very violent offending going on, substance abuse. Um, and, and the current offenses that are being looked at are, are, are top and serious.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I use the term, and I don't I don't like using the term, but I use the term ticking time bomb when you look at it. Uh, that might be unfair. Again, these are allegations. He's a suspect. He's not been proven guilty of anything. Uh, but really, when you looked at his background, the escalation seemed, seemed pronounced.
1: They're very pronounced. No, that's not to say that there's not several hundred or thousand individuals like that in Canada, uh, you know, if the public thinks that isn't the case, they're wrong. Uh, so it is a challenge to manage these individuals in, in the public and try and reintegrate them to, uh, the public, but they have to have a, a, a very viable plan for integration and support in their community. Um, and i don't know if that's there that's one of those questions that will have to be asked and answered down the road
0: yeah we'll have to find out um i guess in the in the near term you mentioned it in the last uh, segment you know trying to pick up his trail again and just the obvious concern that that something like apprehending him could be could be very difficult at this point in time uh because he has as you were saying and you know, he has got nothing to lose
1: no, there's, there's nothing to lose really. Uh, he's made a commitment. He has, this is very high stakes. Uh, the seriousness is indicated by the circumstances that the RSNP are investigating. Uh, he's on the run. He's been on the run since May of 2022. Uh, his uh, brother has been killed in one, uh, and we don't know the circumstances of that. um, He's got a record of um, uh, substance abuse. He's on the run. He's desperate. He's armed, and he's indicated he's prepared to use a weapon.
0: Jim Van Allen, thank you so much for your time tonight.
1: Thank you, Ben.